Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. So I hope you'll join us and we will start today on that. Well, we'll just, we'll just start the happiness thing now. Um, we're going to start with a recline pose. So if you have a block and if, uh, if you don't have a block, a pillow, something that you can put under your hips when you lie down, anything that you can uh, find, I'm actually going to use a pillow from the couch, I guess just to show that it can be done. And also because it's kind of nice because uh, duh, it's a pillow. Have something, right? So that I, and here's, this is a no excuses. This is the, something's lifting your hips up and then you're gonna extend your legs out long and enjoy some space across the front of your hip. Right, so this month we've been working with principles surrounding the core body. We're going to continue to do that throughout your yoga career. Uh, let's face it, it's really an important part of the body, regardless of what month it is. But one of the things we've been focusing in on is how we breathe in this area of the body. That not only does our rib cage expand and move to some degree, our abdominals and side body and low back will also move with our breath. Our hips and our shoulders will move with our breath. And so for today, I'm going to take our focus into hips and shoulders as this kind of accessories. We'll call them our core body accessories. Uh, the only accessories you need, really. So as you breathe here, you feel your hips. Then two, because you've raised your hips a bit, Right, the shoulders have a slightly different relationship to the floor. We're going to take a moment and just walk the shoulder blades in so that the front of the body spreads a little bit and just feel difference in breathing. This is not right. This is not wrong in terms of your posture. This is just you slid your shoulder blades together, maybe walked your arms in a little bit. And there's this like tiny little bit of bridge that's happening which has changed where the air is going because it's changed where your thoracic spine is in space. And it's changed where you're gonna feel the movement of the breath throughout the core and its accessories. <laughs> Two more breaths here. And then you're gonna slowly slide the shoulder blades out wide. Right? Again, that wasn't the right position to be in. That was just a position. So it was this, right? And keeping your left leg extended, we're gonna draw the right leg in. You're gonna hold the right knee with your right hand. And uh, actually, catch the shin instead of the knee, but nevertheless, hold the leg in. Take your left hand to the top of your left thigh and just gently press it away from the hip. And let your eyes fall gently closed. Feel what you feel. Comb through anything that's giving you some feedback, like you're combing gently through a tangle. And slow release of your right foot to the mat. You're going to pick up your hips, slide them over to the right side of your block or your pillow or whatever you got there. And then just cross the knee over, not all the way. The knee's pointing up at the diagonal and you're on the outer edge of your left thigh, but you haven't gone all the way into the twist. So reach through your left leg. You've got this just 45 degree rotation. 
then it's comfortable. Pick your hips up a little more, slide them over, and see if you can take the knee 90 degrees over towards the sidewall. It's not going to touch the floor. That wouldn't be 90 degrees unless you didn't have a, a left hip underneath you. You know what? Moment of gratitude. You have a left and a right hip. So one more breath here. Undo it. Come on back to center. Both feet to the floor. You'll lift your hips. Place them back on your block or whatever you've got acting as a block. And then extend the right leg out. And then bring the left knee in. Hold it with the left hand. The right hand is going to suggest that the right thigh move away from the hip. And it doesn't really matter where on the thigh you, you get to, just a little further down than that hip point. I'm just gonna send a shout out to like all of us with short arms. You don't need to get down to like the middle of your thigh. And I never used to do this because I just felt like I was not able to grab the right place. It'll work wherever you get. Breathe. Because like I saw it demonstrated once and the teacher had an arm that like allowed him to catch the mid thigh. And um, I just figured like, well, I can't do that pose ever because my arm's not long enough. If you ever think like that, that's the moment to get curious. Perfect. What can you do and will it work? If you learn nothing else from yoga, that adaptation like is key. Let these fit you. You don't need to fit them. Bring your left foot to the floor. You're going to pick up the hips. You're going to lightly slide them to the left so that you're on the uh, kind of diagonal and bring in the left knee to the diagonal. Just point upward, uh, just a different angle. And if you do have a block, you're probably getting a little acupressure massage. I'm not sorry about that. You're reaching the knee up and reaching long, that same lengthening idea of the thigh. There's a lot of core work involved here. Should have said that. Uh, everything's going fine at this angle. Take your left foot back to the floor. Go even further over onto the outer edge of the right hip. And now again, you're going to focus on the left knee pointing straight to the side. So uh, even if you didn't bring your protractor, right, the, uh, the 90 degree turn, you could probably tell that it wouldn't be in the degrees with your knee on the floor. I mean, I wasn't great at math. I don't like it the next man. Susan is here and she's great at math. Like everyone else in our family got compared to how good Aunt Susan was at math. And that's why in college, when I took like business classes, I phoned my Aunt Susan. <laughs> Unwind slowly, come back to center. Plant your feet, lift your hips. Slide them down to the floor and just hug your knees in, give them a good love. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you that season of story. I was writing a paper, right, and I, uh, I had to like balance a budget or, or something. And <laughs> Susan's response to me first was, "Well, layoffs are never popular with the rank and file." <laughs> I'll never forget that was the first time I heard that particular sentence. She was right. <laughs> but, <that's>, um, <laughs> did you, Did you even know you left that imprint on me, Aunt Susan? <laughs> for like the rest of my life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on, knees to nose and nose to knees. Come on up to seated. Um, I hope at least someone giggled or smiled because <laughs> I always do. Whenever I hear the word rank and file, I <laughs> bring shoulders to ears, raise them up, and then shoulder blades slide down your back. I'm going to take the arms out like you're holding trays to either side of you. Those trays are heavy, right? And the arms hug in toward the body. And as you bring the arms in, lift the center of your chest up. And as you do that, you know, just get a sense of your head, lengthen up to the sides of the neck, lengthen up to the tips of the ears. 
and then we'll bring the trays forward. Right, so like you're holding one big tray and you feel the weight of the tray pressing down and against that pressure down, right? You're holding the, uh, your arms as if pressing up into it. And you're lifting the center of your chest and notice how that helps the lift of the arms. So this idea of core body connected. Essentially, your arms begin at your sternum. Sometimes we think of our arms as beginning up at our neck. Right? The lift of the sternum, take the plates out to the sides again. And then you want to bring them up. And uh, like the arms make a, a big wide W shape. We're holding heavy trays. The hands are pressing up into them. You feel the weight of the tray pressing now. Lift the center of your chest like so, to elevate from your core. So there's another way that we could have lifted our arms. We're going to do it right now for contrast. Find that space between your neck and your shoulders and raise your arms from there. Now we've got, now we've got the shrug emoji. Now we have like the, yeah, right, well, but often when we raise our arms, we'll, we'll, we'll raise from these muscles and bring the arms back down to your sides, hands on your legs, pause, arms at your side body. Lift the center of your chest, lift the back of your head. Bring the hands out in front. Again, you've got that heavy tray. I don't know what you got, but you got like something that was good and you were offering it, right? You're pressing the hands up into the tray, but you're also lifting the tray by lifting your heart. Like you're kind of proud of this big tray of whatever you're offering up. You're kind of glad it's, it's being offered up. Keep that. Arms out to the sides. Now you got two plates. Imagically, we came two plates. Why not? Press up into them. And same thing, the lift of your chest. Right? Then move the arms out to the side into that long W shape. And feel the center of your chest lift to support the arms. Keep that. Extend out long through the arms, press the middle fingertips out towards your sidewall, but keep lifting center of your chest. Locate that space between neck and shoulder. It's undisturbed. And then release the arms down at the sides. Pause for a moment and just feel the effect of that. So. From here, we're gonna come over into downward facing dog. Take a moment to really land there, to be in this four on the floor. And then back to that idea when we were just playing with the sternum raising up. Imagine floating your sternum towards your thumbs and then like actually do that action. Like sternum could float toward your thumbs. Your head doesn't need to move for that to happen. And then just let that go, let it get Get heavy, let your rib cage get heavy. Right? The sternum moves back, and then again, pull sternum toward your thumbs. Feel what happens in the muscles of your back, things will be happening. Be sure nothing affected your neck or uh, the throat. Then let the sternum kind of fall in again. One more time, get a float of the sternum forward. The tip of the surfboard cresting the wave sensation. I love to go all kinds of imaginary places in my yoga practice. So I'm hoping at least one of you likes to come along on one of those journeys. Walk forward to your hands. Take ragdoll. Then. I'm not like needy or anything, but I do want to know. Did you feel a difference when you floated your sternum a little forward? Is that a thumbs up or is that a thumbs, no thumbs? Okay, good, excellent. Would you be okay with doing that every time you checked into your down dog? Yes, 
let's do that. Let's let's do that, right? And um, so, because we do repetitive salutations, they're a thing, right? Giving yourself like one point, right? That's going to be your check-in point. When we get back to down dog, you get yourself to the down dog and add that. Just look for that like as a way of keeping yourself present. Also, really, really good for your core body awareness and strength and resilience. And release your hands to mat, walk your feet together. <laughs> and then breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. I'm going to start crowdsourcing classes, you guys. This is, this is how it's going to work from now on. Lift your sternum. We're going to come to Samastiti, bringing hands to heart center, feeling that, that spot, the sternum lifting to the thumbs. And then awareness to the sides of your neck up to the tips of your ears. Right? And just to be anatomically correct, the tips of your ears are not lifting you. But when you bring your awareness to, to that spot, most of the time what I see in your, in your head and your neck alignment becomes uh, well-balanced. So you can think of it that way if it works for you. Next inhale. Lift your heart, then lift your hands. So that connection of sternum to fingertips on the mountain pose. And exhale, we'll bow. Inhale, half lift, fingertips on your shins. Come up high enough to feel your upper back, mid back working, and also to give that little float of the sternum forward. Keep it, step back to down dog or to your low push up. Upward facing dog. And to down dogs, you're gonna press back. Right. You arrive and then you check for that length in your front body. Full expression. Look forward. Walk or lie We'll breathe in. Lift halfway. Bring the hands of the legs or arms at your sides. Get the upper back into it and get the sternum pulling forward. Exhale, bow. Drive your feet down, breathe in, reach up. It's the heart lifting up through the arms. And then bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Sternum draws forward, upper back, working to bring you parallel. Hands to the mat. Your low push-up. To upward facing dog. And from here, lower slowly down until your hip points touch the floor. When you breathe in, give it a little more juice in the upper back, a little more of that shoulder blades down and back. Then release, exhale. Hands to the mat, press them down and in. Back to down dog with that little float of the chest. Sternum toward thumbs. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. So good. Press your feet down. Rise to standing, your heartless is sternum, connected collarbones, connected to arm bones. It's really happening. Exhale, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway. Let your hands come as far as they can, or they need to, to bring you parallel to the floor and let your upper back, mid back work. Hands to the mat, step back, the high or low push up. We've got upward facing dog, tips of the ears up. You're gonna lower slowly until your hip points touch the floor, low belly on the floor. Then you squeeze up with your inhale, higher cobra. And release down this time, almost touch your nose to the floor, not quite. Cobra from the floor with your fingertips pulling back. It'll be a different sensation there. Back of your neck long. Release down slow, press back, hands and knees, getting to your down dog. When you arrive, then look for that float. Walk or hop, top of the mat. 
And breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, bow forward. Down. Breathe in and reach up. Yes. Exhale. Forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Lengthen up high enough to use the upper back. Hands to your mat. We're stepping back high or low push up. Upward facing dog. Rolling down slowly to hip point or navel center. And then there's this shoulder blade action here, the squeeze in and down. And release down slowly. Now with cobra from the floor, the shoulder blade slide back and then in. Release down slowly, almost touch your nose, not quite. And then locust, squeeze left, squeeze from. See if you can bring the inner edges of your heels together. Exhale, release down slow. Press back hands and knees, back to down dog. And you're gonna look for that light flow to the sternum, get that length. And walk or hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. Drive your feet down. Breathe in and reach up. Breathe out. Fold forward. Super. And breathe in. Lift halfway. High enough. You feel the upper back muscles pulling the shoulder blades down. Heart forward. Use your time there. Plant your hands, you're stepping back high or low push-up. To upward facing dog. Press your hand, press your feet down. Keep pressing your feet down as you lower the hips to the mat. Keep pressing your feet down as you squeeze the shoulder blades in and down. And then release, almost touch your nose to the floor. Cobra here, pull your fingertips back, elbows in, back of the neck long. You're looking down at the floor. You release down slowly. Inhale to locust arms at your sides. Squeeze the legs, abdominals in. See if you can bring inner edges of the feet together. Heels touch. And then release down slowly. Unbound bow, bend your knees. Upper body stays like locust. You send your inner heel toward the ceiling. This is not fun. Release down slowly. Sorry, that was my side conversation with myself. Hands underneath your elbows. Press up hands and knees. Press back down dog. Look for that little float of the chest forward, lengthening your front body. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway, come high enough to feel upper back. Exhale, fold down. We're gonna walk the feet wide. And a little bit of toes out toward the, the diagonals. Sit your hips back into a malasana, arms inside the leg. Good. When you exhale, fingertips are gonna stay down. You're gonna lift your hips and drop your head. And when you inhale, we're gonna sit down toward Malasana. If you want, you lift the hands off the floor, you press the arms back into the legs and then bow. So these moments of gratitude that your teacher couldn't think of any more prone back bends to slide into those salutations today, but she might tomorrow. Bring your tips down, lift your hips high. And breathe in. Bow forward, hands at the mat. We're going to walk feet together. Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. Press your feet down, lift your heart high. When you breathe out, you're going to sit back toward Ukatasana. Keep your chest moving up. Keep that length, that lightness of the sternum and down dog. 
it's here too. Right? Inhale, lengthen up along that line. You just rearrange yourself. You'd be in down dog if your hands were on the floor. And then bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance apart. We're going to step the right leg back into a low lunge. Fingertips on the floor or blocks. Gonna inhale to straighten your front leg. Here we're going to go with a little bit of fingertips pulling back, heart pulling forward. And then bend into the lunge back knee, almost touches down. Keep that idea of the fingertips into the mat, but now they're down as the heart lifts up. And then as you lift the hips up and back, press your fingertips forward and bow in, pull your navel center up to this a lot like cat pose. And back to the lunge, back knee almost to the mat, not quite, press into both feet, reach your arms forward. Exhale, hands to your mat, step back, down dog or Low push-up, upward-facing dog, and downward-facing dog. Take your time. When you get to the down dog, a little moment where you lengthen the front body, you float the heart, the sternum. Inhale your right leg up and back behind. Keep that action of the sternum moving in that lightness. Bend the knee, open the hip. Keep Lower abdominals in, especially if you tend to be someone who's a little more flexible in the low back. When you exhale, bring your right knee to the outside of your right arm. You don't need to distort your spine for this, but if you can hug it there, hug it there. And then step into a low lunge. Press into your feet to come up to crescent. With your exhale, you pull the arms down the sides, cactus. All the way elbows in till you got those two trays of the sides. They're heavy. And then you rotate them in. I guess you're going to be holding two heavy trays in front of you. doesn't have to be one. But it's heavy. They're heavy. Pressing into it. Right? And then extend that tray forward. Let the shoulder blades go with you like you really want to hand it over. Inhale, arms up. Sternum up, more appropriate. Start lifting. I guess now we've dumped the tray back behind us. That's okay. Hands to heart center as you breathe out. Fingertips light or don't touch the top of the mat. Back foot steps up. Right foot steps with. You take this moment to accentuate your halfway lift. Think up as high as you can. Think as long as you can. And then exhale, fold. Inhale, Ukatasana. Exhale, come to standing. Exhale, hands to heart. Feel your body. Lift sternum to thumbs. Inhale, reach up. Keep that lift of the sternum as you sit your hips back. However low they go, they go. Then elongate on that line. You can remember that sensation of down dog, the abdominals in, you're lengthening front body. And then exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. And this one, your fingertips will be on the floor as you walk feet apart. You still go for as much upper back action as you can get. Keep pulling the chest forward, keep the back strong as you step left leg back. I know that's one of my memories from yesterday. Good. I hope they weren't traumatic, but it looked good. Hips back, heart forward. So same action that we just had. Fingertips pulling back to help you pull the heart forward. Bend the knee. Going fingertips down, heart up. Knees almost to the mat, not quite. This time as you lift the hips up and back, press your fingertips into the floor, round your spine, tuck your chin in, and pull the navel center up. Back the lunge, back knee, almost down, not quite. Press into your feet. Make sure you're not bouncing your fingers off. Oh, yeah, come on back. Put your fingertips down on the floor. Press into your feet. Slide your fingertips forward until they become weightless because you're pushing the feet down so much. You reach forward. 
hands down and step back down dog or low push up, upward facing dog. Down dog. If I could snap my fingers and stop one thing that most of us do tomorrow, it would be well, I mean, not in the world, not, not in the world, but in vinyasa, it's pushing off with the hands when the action should be in the legs. Press your hands down, squeeze your left leg, take it up and back, draw the heart forward, float sternum toward the thumbs, bend your knee, keep that idea of sternums floating toward your thumb. And again, if your low back tends to do a big, big hinge there, pull the right hip crease up more. When you exhale, come forward, look forward, the knee comes to the chest, or if you can, hug the outer of the arm, do that. Step into a low lunge. Here, now pause. Press into your feet until your feet have it. I think there's like a handstand or like crow, right? They rock the weight into the hands until they have it so that the feet can come up. It's the same thing every single time. You come into a standing pose. Instead of thrusting yourself in with your hands, you ground and then lift. Right, good. From here, pull down. The arms aren't behind, they're at the side body. Tips of the ears are lifting up. When you get them to your sides, turn it into trays that you are lifting up, not only with the palms of your hands, but with the center of your chest. Same thing as you bring that tray forward, and then raise the arms shoulder height, elbows are bent, but you're gonna press the hands forward using shoulder blades, heart staying lifted. And then that lift of the sternum, gonna help you raise the arms. Then hands to heart center, bow, fingertips reach forward. I hover mine, you could put yours down. Either way, it's the standing leg, the left leg doing the work, right foot steps up, you neaten the feet, I mean like, not like a pedicure, but you bring them together. You get your halfway lift. You draw your shoulder blades down, heart forward, and bow forward. Breathe all the way out. Inhale, Ukatasana. Lengthen up. Get that lift of your sternum that extends your arms. Exhale, come to standing hands at heart center. Samasiti. Pause, breathe, and feel your body. Whatever else you want to do, whatever else may be taking your attention. You can stand here and breathe. And as you stand and breathe, you might notice that you're clenching your feet or your teeth or a thought. That those things are just normal. But better that you notice it, particularly within the context of this practice, so that you can work with it in a healthy way. A lot of times we're feeling stressed or distressed in a practice and the easy kind of fix is to distract. It only lasts so long before it comes back. Next inhale, reach out mountain pose. Lift from the center of your body to so sternum up, navel in. You're sitting back into Ukatasana. You're keeping all that length. That float of the sternum, like in down dog, you feel your back work and will bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, you step back down dog or low push up. Upward facing dog. And down dog. You press back into the pose, you get all the things, the floor on the floor, the arms and legs, all working. And that little float of the heart forward, icing on the cake. Keep it, squeeze your right leg tightly, take it up and back behind you. And again, we'll bend the knee, drop the left heel, keep the length through the left side body. And exhale, bend your right knee into your chest, hug it up. You can touch your sternum, press it. Try our sternum forward, step on your center line, back foot flat, up and around to warrior two. You're gonna take the back arm, cross it underneath the front, could be for a bear hug, could be for Garudasana, eagle arms, could be just like a cross, whatever you got, 
lift the elbow points up, right? Any and all variations are welcome. If you're feeling your upper back broaden is good. We're there. Establish your stance again. Just kind of like check in. Is there is there enough for you to go on the legs? Press the floor with your feet. Uncurl your toes. Breath in. When you breathe out, and release the arms down and out into what we normally think of as warrior two arms. They're good. They're there. We're going to flip the palms up. And then hug the elbows in toward the side waist where you've got, again, your trays. They're heavy. You're pressing your palms up into them. You've lifted your sternum to help that, right? So from sternum to the collarbones and your arms. Right. We're going to bring these trays in front of us. The only thing holding one big tray. Then turn the palms in toward one another. We've switched now. We're, I don't know. Now you're holding like that big Halloween pumpkin and it's heavy. You're pressing it on it. Like, I don't know what you're holding, but you're pressing in on it. Right. We're going to raise the elbows out to the side. But first, you're going to press your elbows down. Press them down. And then leading with your elbows, take your arms back up toward warrior two. But you've got this. Uh, it's kind of sideways goalpost going on. Right. Then open the arms, reach out through the middle fingertip, have your palms facing the side, so jazz hands. Good. Go ahead, jazz hands, like shake them, but then reach out through the ring fingertip. Breath in here. When you breathe out, look to the front of your mat, hands down. Heart forward, spin your back heel up. Back knee down, walk your right foot right. Oh, yeah. Press into your feet on Janiyasana. Come up. Right. Reach up through ring and pinky fingertip. Then hands to heart center. To the mat. And step back, child's pose. And pause. Right. So if you, in fact, chaturanga on the brain first good for you you got chaturanga on your brain do you know how many people in the world do not have chaturanga on their brain like a lot uh, but also right it's those are those moments where we start to lose the curiosity in the practice we start to lose our presence in the practice right you certainly like are allowed to do your practice your own way. But if you find yourself being pulled along by momentum, by repeating the patterns that have been, right, this is a good place to stop repeating patterns just because they've been patterns, right? I won't get all psychological on that, but like we know that most of us uh, could use this kind of practice. And uh, what the teacher could do to make sure that we never do this is change everything up every time. Then we wouldn't have this consistency, this practice that we have, you know, the comfort in. So we do have like mastery and skill development that comes with repeating patterns. At the same time, we don't want to be stuck in them. One up to down dog. When you get there, you arrange your hands and feet. Turn the arms and legs on. And then add that little tip of the surfboard, cresting the wave, feeling to the sternum. And one of the reasons I really like focusing that on down dog is that it kind of takes doing everything else first, right? So you like have to know that you're, you're grounded and you're in action to really get the feeling of that tip of the surfboard, the, the sternum forward. Do this, go kind of like paperweight on yourself. Just like, like you just gotten down dog, someone's a down dog, but you're thinking about someone else, something else, and you just become a paperweight. Now, try to do that flow to the sternum and it'll feel real different. So you can just stop that. Press your hands down, press your feet down. Get all the arms and legs working on the same dimmer switch and that dimmer switch is turned on. 
then add that float. And rather than feeling like you're pushing your chest forward, you've floated it forward. Keep it. Left leg up and back behind you. Right Naturally, the sternum is going to try to fall in. Instead, press your hands down and float it. Bend your upper knee. And bring it into your chest. That should have began. Front foot flat. Or front, yeah, front foot flat, back foot flat. Come up and around a warrior two. Then back arm crosses under the front arm and go across. You can hold it. I think holding it is like the, uh, this is kind of, for some reason I think this is a military cross and I don't know why, if someone out there would tell me why. Um, but this is like the most bang for the buck in terms of stretching the shoulder. However, eagle arms, and, uh, and their variations of bear hug, each a little more of kind of even on both sides. So you do you. Uncurl your toes, but check your stance. Be sure that the legs are working hard enough, right? Not hard enough. Eh, whatever. You know what I mean. That they're enough. You know, undo the arms. Let them move out. Let them just float out into our traditional warrior two. Put the palms up. And then as if moving against resistance, pull the elbows in towards your side body. As you do that, check your neck. Go back to tips of your ears lifting up because head tends to really fall forward. Do the, uh, the thunk thing here. Okay, so up to the tips of your ears. Bring the palms forward. So now you're holding that heavy tray or the two trays in front of you. Palms in toward one another, squeeze in. And whatever you got, hug the arms into the side, lift your sternum, right? So if you were holding that heavy thing between your hands, now it's your core body also holding it. As you keep that, move your elbows up and out to the side. So if you're a gym aficionado, it's the, the milkmaid curls, but your elbows never go higher than your shoulders. Check that. And open the arms, palms to the side. You're still in warrior two, check that. You can jazz hands, shake them out, but then reach through the ring fingertip as you sit low, breath in. As you breathe out, hands into heart center, turn towards your front leg, back heel spins up, hands come down, back knee down, walk your left foot over. Press both front and back foot down, especially the back foot, it gets left out a little bit here, so that your fingertips become light. Do a check. Are your fingertips light or are they supporting any of your body weight? Actually, let's do this check. Let them support some of your body weight. Now do that action, that same sternum action where you lift it. Did they get lighter? Yeah? Yeah. Move from your sternum. Use the sternum to pick the arms up and then lift it up overhead. That looks great, you guys. So cool. Breath here. And then hands back to your heart. And it's just that same thing in reverse. Can you put them down so lightly? And take that on. Then step back to down dog or child's pose. And then if you need a vinyasa in your life right now, inhale forward to a high plank. Exhale, low push up. That same thing with the sternum. Float it forward there. Breathe in, upward facing dog. We'll breathe out to down dog. If you've had the child's pose, come back up with us and we'll do one more. You feel your hands pressed down and forward, the two arms working at the same rate. Feet pressed down and out, the two legs working at the same rate. And then add that lift of the sternum, the lengthening of the front body. From there, since we're here for a bit, that sternum moving forward, that little floating sensation. Pair it with the tops of the thighs moving back. Breath in. Breath out. Keep that sensation of sternum floating forward. Right leg up and back. Knee in toward your right elbow. Give it a good hug in. Look forward on the floor. Then you're going to step the foot out wide of your mat. So uh, could be heel on the mat, could be foot wider. You do you in terms of that. The toes are gonna point toward the diagonal. 
that's where we're going to be. And then blocks are helpful here. Um, where you're going to go is right hand to right thigh and pause. So if you want to block underneath your left hand to make that more accessible, do it. And actually, it's not even in, uh, in a question of access. For a lot of us, it's like, can you get a little longer by raising yourself up? Right? Because like with this, I could certainly be on the floor here, but my chest comes down below my thigh and I don't get as much hip flexor opening. So if you've never tried it with a block, get one of those puppies, put it on your hand and see if you can get more sensation in your left hip flexor when you do. Right. And the hand on the thigh, you're gonna press down. So straight down and use that as a way of twisting right shoulder over left. Check your neck. Your gaze should be at your side wall or down at the hand on the floor. The back of your neck is long. The sides of your neck are equally long. Bend your back knee. And just like in that unbound bow, let the leg do the work. It'd be so nice to reach back there and just grab the foot. Press your front foot down. Right. Make sure you're not on your kneecap. If you are, slide that knee back more. If it still feels like you're on the edge of the kneecap, put a blanket, that pillow underneath. Then your gaze, it turns maybe toward your ceiling or stays at your sidewall. Your right arm goes back and without ever seeing your foot, you know it's there because it's connected to that hamstring that's working so much right now. Never see the foot, see it and catch it. If you're groping around back there for it, if it's painful, or you can just come back and to thigh, do a sensible and helpful practice. Give things a shot, give things a try. Now, why did the teacher make you not look? Go ahead right now and look back at what your hand and your foot are doing. What happened in your upper spine when you did that? That's usually gonna be the default. If you're really, really awake and aware, we can go here from this, draw your heart forward right, and have your gaze set at a point where you can kind of see the foot in the periphery. Cool. But we don't wanna be creating the posture of rounding over our front leg to get there. Now, one more shift. Look forward toward the front of your room. Shift the grip on the foot so that you're holding the big toe side with your thumb down and bow inside the front leg. You're bringing your heel toward your bum. And the front of the left thigh is receiving um, therapy. It's Primal scream therapy is pretty much uh, what it feels like from, from this mat, but yours might feel more, more kindly and uh, you know, collaborative. Wherever you got to, if you have your foot, just slowly dissolve, keep the leg in position, bring the hand around. We're gonna walk up to the hands and then shift back to child's pose. The compression of the left hip crease. You know, they just spend a good amount of time in extension. Now, when you breathe, I can feel like a little massage for that area. Next inhale, coming up to down dog. And you're building it from hands and feet. Hands pressing down forward, feet pressing down and out. To be sure you got that, let your right hand work a little harder in the pose. Then bring your left hand up to meet it so they're on the same dimmer switch turned up high. Do it with right foot. And do it with the left. Now everything's on. Now float the chest forward and a little surfboard lift. Now send the tops of the thighs back as you continue to do that. Inhale, take your left leg up and back. Keep pulling sternum forward, that little lift. 
bend the knee, bring it in toward the left elbow. If you can hug the knee to the outside of the leg, do that for a beat. Then step the foot down. It can go as, as wide as you like it to go. Well, within sensible reason in your body. Then uh, like a block underneath my right hand and have it you know, underneath the shoulder, underneath the at the center line of the mat, basically. Left hand to left thigh. You're not pushing your thigh in or out. You're taking the hand to the thigh and you're just pressing straight down, straight down onto the quadricep and femur bone. Right. So the thing that I did not say, and I didn't say it because we're not doing it, is the whole thing about uh, letting the knee rotate out to the side. We're not doing that here. Right? We're pressing the foot down, we're pressing the hand down and we're rotating and it's staying very well grounded. Um, so the, the leg doesn't look like a butterfly. It looks like a lunge that went to the side. Press down to the standing hand. There's a lot of side plank work here, uh, or like side plank, side plank-like work. Heart up and forward, right? If the back knee is feeling this too much, wiggle it back, see if that happen, helps. And then blanket if it doesn't. Back knee bends, and just like that unbound bow, it's hard work, inner heel lifting towards the ceiling. It's going to want to collapse in for most of us. Uh, inner heel up towards the ceiling. You're still pressing hand to thigh, getting the rotation from that. Then you check your gaze, check your head. So you could look sidewall. You could look down both sides of your neck equally long. And then... If your knee feels all right, if you look, the left arm, and reach back without seeing what you're doing with like total in, like internal awareness, the body awareness, what we're trying to create here. Can you find your foot back there? Once you do, it's this blessed relief because you no longer have to do that unbound thing. Um, so if you are still doing the unbound thing, know that you're working way harder than me. Um, once you have it, do add foot into hand, hand into foot. The rotation is lovely, and you can then uh, then check yourself. Go ahead and look back towards your foot, see what you we're doing. And uh, it's not like it's like bad. It's just not. I mean, it could be bad if it hurts. Stop doing it, but it's just. It's, it's not only is it a little sloppy looking. It took some of the the lengthening aspect away. Right, draw sternum forward and up, both sides of the neck long. Then you can take that grip right, where I have it here on the outer edge of the foot. I'm gonna spin the hand around, thumb down on the inner edge of the foot. I'll move my block a little out to the side. I like more room for that. And chest forward, chin down, heel in toward your sitting bone. Front foot still pressing the floor. Yoga teacher's questioning her choices. We're all breathing. And that hand that has the foot, if it's if you've got a grip going on there, it just dissolves. Like this. Nothing changes in the leg when you do it. It's a lot like how we don't push off the floor, right? So there's no momentum involved. You undo it, plant the hands, and then bring the left knee back in line with the right. Sit back to child's pose. Compression of the hip joint. Breath in. Breath out. Okay. So, a couple things here. You can take the arms out to the sides in child's pose and press your elbows down into the floor. Activate your chest. So you feel the chest muscles working, abdominals draw in. Then slide the arms back at your sides. Catch your heels, cup them. Cup the heels and pull shoulder blades together. If it's not good for you, if bouncing on your, your head is not for you, no worries. I'm gonna come up to hero. If you have your heels, just go ahead and keep your fingertips at the heels. And if you don't, no big deal. We're gonna bring the knees hip distance apart and keeping your hands about where they are. Lift up into camel unbound. Open spring. to cactus, hands behind your head. So cactus up through there, hands behind the head. Lift yourself up out of that with the help of the hands. 
then hands to the mat. One more down dog where you plant your hands down. Feel arms, plant feet, feel legs, float center of your chest. Look through your hands, walk or crawl to seated onto your back for bridge or wheel. We'll say that we've done a lot, so if you don't usually choose wheel, go through the steps towards setting it up. If the setup steps work, follow along until you know you've reached one to stick for you. We'll be here five breaths. Next inhale, slowly make your way down. Take your time. See if you can slide out directly to Shavasana. Do not pass go. Collect all the goodness. <laughs> if you need something right now to be more comfortable, take it. And then when you can rest, Really rest. When you're ready to come back, start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side and make your way up to seated. Take a big shoulder shrug. When you do, bring your sternum up towards your face. Keep it there as you allow the shoulder blades to slide down your back. Shoulder blades slide down. We're not pulling them down, just letting the arm bones release heavy the sides. Tips of the ears reach for the ceiling. As you feel the back of your head move up and back, what happens along the front of your body. Bring our hands together at heart center in a moment of gratitude for ourselves, this body that is walking you through this life. Gratitude for maybe whatever it is that got you here and kept you here. Thumbs to forehead center. Gesture of gratitude for one another. And for this practice that joins us in the practice of goodness on the planet. Well done, y'all. Namaste. Super duper cool. Have an excellent day. Drink your water. Oh, and if you want to know what the meditations are like for the uh, good shift, there's one up now. It is live on the pod. Meditation for people who do not meditate.
And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.